0: Broadcasting from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, it's time for Dental Law Radio. Dental Law Radio is brought to you by Oberman Law Firm, a leading dental-centric law firm serving dental clients on a local, regional, and national basis. Now, here's your host, Stuart Oberman. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dental Law Radio, the topic of the day. DSO the DSO deal what you better know I can't tell you how many times a day a week a month we get calls from buyers sellers I want to form a DSO I want to scale a DSO I want to sell a DSO I got private equity I want to be a DSO I want to buy 10 practices I want to sell my practice and I will tell the doctors one, you got to take a step back and you have to understand, I don't care if you're buying, selling, merging, acquire, you have to understand the nature of the deal. It is not like it is 10 years ago. It honestly is not like it is, or like it was five years ago, or even frankly, two years ago. We're seeing a whole different metrics in there in the world. There's a whole cottage industry now that does nothing but DSO deals, whether it's law firms, consultants, buying, selling, everyone's in the DSO deal. I think they estimated that probably within the next couple of years, 60 to 70% will be group owned practices. Now, we got to understand what that means. What does a group owned practice mean? So you got different levels. You got your docs. I own maybe one to five. Okay. Then you got your mid levels. You know, maybe it's 10 to 20. Then you got the big boys, maybe 20 to 40. Then you got the really big boys, really big boys. There's a big difference on economy of scale. But a lot of our guys are middle market, good doctors. They want to grow. They're a little tired. They want to get out of the chair a little bit. They want to make some revenue. Their backs are getting sore. They see, you know, what, what, what the market is. It is an absolute brutal market from a legal standpoint. It is a brutal market from an accounting standpoint. And I'll tell you, most CPAs have no idea what this concept is. I had to say that, but most do not. Some are very good. Some have no clue. We work with clients all over the country. We're very, very fortunate. We have a lot of exposure in this area. And we deal with a lot, a lot of resources. So what I want to do is I want to take take apart a DSO deal. This is a seven-day topic. We're gonna try and drill it down pretty good. First and foremost, you gotta understand what a letter of intent is. That's 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 the key. That's the start. So what do you do in a letter of intent? Everything looks good, you agree, and then all of a sudden, the letter of, the one day the one page letter of intents are dead. Now we're talking 10, 15 page letter of intents. And I want to walk through what these are. I don't care if you're a buyer or a seller, you have to know what you need to know before you walk in the door. I'm going to try to be generic on these as far as the terms go. And I would urge you that this is a whole different market. It's a whole DSO is a whole different world, especially if you're going to scale. So first and foremost, you got to understand the terms of the purchase, non-binding agreements. What is it? It's a mutual understanding. Reflection of the parties, and it should never be a binding LOI. Now you're gonna have some covenants in there that are gonna be, you know, enforceable, but it should be non-binding. If you sign a non-binding agreement, you're getting really, really bad advice. So then you have to look at what the overall transaction is. You're thinking, what in the world does that mean? Every detailed LOI on the DSO side has a term sheet, everyone that we ever run across. lots of times exhibit A, you call it what you want. So what is it, what is it? What does it include? Well, Stuart, you know, I uh, dealt with a broker one time and uh, the LOI was three pages. You might as well shred that in this world. So what are the terms? Here it is, that's is what you need to look for. You need a seller, you need a buyer, you need a purchase price. What's your price reduction? There's always price reductions. With your holdbacks? What's your equity rollover treatments? You're in seller identification clauses. Yes, you will have obligations. So then, all of a sudden, you get into what we call bonus performances. Well, what in the world is that? So that's broken down in various categories. You never knew that before. You got performance bonuses. You got primary bonuses. You got 12 month collections. You got 24 month after co- collections after closing. Yes, you'll be held accountable for those performance bonuses. Trust me, you are not walking in there with no obligations. That's a performance bonus. All that's listed separately. So what about a primary performance bonus, your PPB parameters? Oh, I never heard of that. So what happens if that's not met? What happens if your PPB is not met? What if it's not earned in a specific year? How are you equating that? How is that calculated? Do you even know what that is? So then, in addition to that, you got additional performance bonus opportunities. So what does that mean? So you calculate what happens if your bonuses exceed calculations for the 12 or 24 months. Well, I didn't know I had that opportunity. These are the things that if you are not careful with, you'll be leaving tons and tons and tons of money on and off the table. These are all performance bonuses. If you think you're going to walk into a DSO, whether you're buying or selling and not have performance bonuses, you are sadly mistaken. The days are gone where you're going to sell your practice to a DSO or you're going to buy one and the seller is going to be out on the road in 90 days. It doesn't happen. So then you got to look at what are your additional performance bonuses. I know we're getting a little deep here, but I want to run through this. Your APBs, parameters. You got targeted achieved, targeted not achieved. Then when you don't hit it, you got to prorate it. Does your CPA have any idea what these numbers are? So then we say, well, we're just just looking at the price. So then you get the access purchase agreement. A lot of times the governmental allocations are not included. What if you have a high subsidy of insurance or governmental payments? Gotta look at those numbers. Your CPA, you gotta know these numbers. What are your earnout hurdle reductions? I didn't know I had those. You're always gonna have earnout reductions. So then, you know, then then they say, well, you know what, we're we're going to take a percentage of your sale price, and now we want you to hold back equity in our company. That is a risk always. Are you getting more money up front? What's the next three to five years look like? What's the recap look like? So then you got to take a hard. Hard look, are you class A preferred shares, class C shares? You have to understand what those ramifications are as far as your obligations and your rights. I will tell you that probably under these particular classes, you will not have many rights and you'll be at the beck and call of the DSO. You got to understand that. You got to get these agreements up front before you even sign. The final dotted line, because you got to know what you're – once you sign the documents, it's too late. You can't get into these documents. you got to drill down deep pretty hard before those. So then you work through the other, other areas, employment issues, you and your staff. How long is the employment? Employment of your staff. You want to protect your staff. It's not going to happen. Post closing role. What are you going to do? Are you going to be a clinical director? Are you going to be chief dental officer? How much time are you taking off? Well, I'm going to work 246 days a year. No, you're not. You'll never hit your numbers. Well, that's not what I wanted. Well, then you're in the wrong. You're in the wrong game. Because they will. You will have some strict numbers you got to hit, and you're not going to be at. It's not going to be at your control because you're going to have expenses that are going to come off your bottom line. What's additional compensation? Well, I don't know what that is. Then you better know. So that's an overall, that's a very, very generic overall concern regarding performance bonuses. Again, that's pretty deep stuff. We're talking documents and documents and documents, but I want to give you a, a brief overview as to what you need to look at and what you need to prepare for and what you need to know before you even get into the game and your CPA needs to know. So then, well, you know, we're going to sign and not compete. You bet you are. You're not going to work for another DSO for a couple of years. years. Eh, not compete is probably two years, 25 miles. Well, that's a long way. Yes, it is, Doc. Yes, it is. You're going to be tied. You're getting millions. You're going to be tied. So if you're buying a practice, you better tie that doctor down. If you're selling, you better know what your ramifications are as far as radius goes. What's well, it's excluded assets. There's always excluded assets. Liabilities, are you in debt? Do you know all your debt? What's your intellectual property? Do you own your logos? Do you own your trademarks? What are your holdbacks? Are you in cash up front? Cash being held back? Are you repurchasing class A shares, C shares? Are you getting equity rollover as collateral? What's the tax consequences of that? Is it a taxable event or is tax deferred? Your tax allocation on the purchase price. There's a big difference in a DSO and a a normal sale as far as your tax allocations go, as far as personal goodwill. Some are liberal, some are not. Those are things you got to drill down on with CPA. This is not a 30 day process, guys. Let me tell you, when you get, if you're buying, you better do your due diligence. You better have a due diligence checklist, folks. If you're selling, you better be prepared to be worn out. You're talking about quality earnings. You're talking about a lot, a lot of information that's going to be passed hands down through a lot of information. So the due diligence is going to be extensive. You get a forty million, get a forty million dollar deal, they're going to wear you out. You got to be prepared for it. It's a journey. So one of our recommendations is is if before you even start this process, get your documents up front, get your numbers, get them loaded up and ready to roll once that once that process starts it rolls quickly and it goes quick so then then you got a question well we, they're, they're gonna tie me down they don't they don't want to deal with anything anybody else for 60 120 180 days you're right. what if the deal falls apart you're off the market for four six eight months you got you got no way out you're stuck so, you need to understand that the offers that you get will tie you up. So you better pick a good one and know what's going on up front because otherwise you're going to be off the market for a while and time is money in these deals. So how do you terminate an LOI letter of intent? A couple ways. Of course, you enter into the asset purchase agreement itself. Or the buyer or the seller sends you letters, or buyer sends you letters saying, "You know what? I, I'm good. I, I don't want to do this anymore. Numbers didn't add up. Sorry. No longer wish to proceed. You're done. But you're still in the exclusive period, or the expiration of an exclusive period. We're done. We're closing. So, this is a lot of information, guys. A lot of information, and it's it's really way beyond this particular." Scope, if you will, as far as um, you know, the, the, the DSO deal. This is a this is a whole seminar, a whole topic. But we're getting a lot of questions on this. A lot of questions every day. How do I form it? How do I buy it? How do I sell it? What do I do? How do I consolidate? I'm merging. What do we need? First and foremost, if you're a buyer, you got to have the right people around you. Doesn't matter if you're a doctor. Or DSO of course you already know that if you're DSO but if you're a doctor you got to be prepared to scale you got to have your systems in place before you do anything else there's no way that you can purchase three practices without your internal operations being set that a lot of headaches if you're selling, you got to be prepared for the, the, the rigors of selling to a DSO you got to be prepared to have performance bonuses you got to be prepared to Hos in some cases work a little harder. If you think you're going to sell and work three days a week, like you were doing before, it's probably not going to happen. And expect to hit all your numbers, and you will be expected to hit your numbers. Again, you got performance bonuses, you got primary performance bonuses. You got additional performance bonuses. You got a, you got additional well, top additional bonuses. So you got to take a look at all those, all those parameters and, and make sure you know exactly what you're buying, what you're selling. What's the company like? What's the cap rate? What are you looking at on Class A preferred shares, Class C shares, or vice versa? What are you looking at on, on that side? What's the compensation on the um, chief dental officer side? Post-closing, what's expected there? The Non-competes, your holdbacks, numbers. So those are all the, those are all the things. And, and, and again, you got to have people especially on the financial side, I don't understand this. Um, and on the legal side, it gets very complex. Uh, very, very complex on, on our side. So there's a lot of pieces here. But, um, you know, so that's, you know, again, that's the sort of the DSO is, you know, uh, is, is hot all over the country. Um, a lot of money to be made in these areas, but there's a lot of risk and it's not for everyone. you know. Some doctors want to scale, some don't want to scale. So basic parameters. Hopefully you've uh, picked on a couple topics that uh, you need to take a look at or be aware of if you, if you are not or your CPA needs to be aware of. So, again, give us a call. We do it every day. Uh, we love what we do. We have um, access to a lot of information on a national basis because of the DSO market. And um, if you have any questions, give us a call seven seven oh eight eight six two four zero zero. My name is Stuart Oberman. Feel free to reach out to us or email at um, Stuart S T U A R T at Obermanlaw.com and thank you for joining us and we will see you on the next DSO deal.